Greetings. We're coming to you at the end of a hot and busy week. Two tired friends testing out their equipment and chatting about what this podcast will become. Foolishly, we saved the recording and are releasing it as episode zero. We hope you enjoy 13-Sided Die. Okay, so I guess we're uh, we're chatting then today about maybe uh, episode zero, trying to figure out what this is all about. So uh, we have a logo. Yeah, an awesome logo. <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with a skull, no, ever. I show, no, I showed that to my buddy today, and he was super stoked on it. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> What's your favorite number, Jim? 79. Yeah, mine's 13, so I kind of snuck that one in, too. Yeah. I That's felt sorry for number. It is. I felt sorry for 13 when I was a kid because like no one liked 13. Everyone talked about it being bad luck and everything. Yeah. So uh, I kind of adopted it when I was really young. And it's always been my lucky number. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, my the 79 was I just didn't want to put 69 like everyone. That was just me rebelling and being a little different. So I got it. It's just so 79, 79? Yeah. 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 So you're like 10, 10 better. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> yeah um yeah no dude i am so excited about this uh i've been thinking about it for a long time and uh, like i couldn't think of anyone better to do it with uh it's oh, it's been bubbling for a while and i've been thinking about it and i just thought you know what i i, I gotta pull the trigger i just want to do this so mm-hmm. bad so I was so happy when you said yeah you wanted to that's awesome i think it's harder or it's it's less hard than you think in your head right i think there's gonna be a lot of just bubbly bubbly nothing talk and if anyone ever listens to this, I think it'll be very funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like us just having, it's just having a conversation like we do. So and I thought that would be fun. We just invite guests in. I would think that would be really cool to invite guests in. Like we could sit here and talk first about the guests, say some real trash mm-hmm. talk about them and then like turn them on and then they get yeah. to come in and we've already trash talked it, which would be fun. Yeah. Um, I know. Uh, yeah. There's so many things I, I, I think it's so awesome because we're obviously D and D players for a long time. We love the the whole thing of that, and we're you know mini painters and train builders and all those things. But there's even beyond that. There's so much to talk about. Like I'm, mm. you know, I, I just did a post uh, in our uh, Patreon site about when I start my game, I have those three things I do, and and I kind of posted about that. I thought that'd be really fun to talk about. Just some of the things that we do in game, out of game, putting a game together playing in a game, like just all those things, you know, and then just everything around, like the fungin. I mean, that's a whole discussion right there, right? Like a couple of discussions. There's so many things. And, uh, you know, right now what's, what's really hot. What's everybody and their dog talking about right now? You know, how can a druid, um, you know, shape shift into an owlbear? And I, I, dude, I want to have a talk about that so badly because (laughs) it's just so crazy that people are so torqued out about that. Yeah. So I just think there's so many things that we could chat about that I think people might find interesting and might not. And, I, and I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, for sure. And with on the Albert topic, that <laughs> it's like you got to remember in D&D, right? Like it's whoever the DM is. If that's right? my game, maybe they had a ring of Albert shifting. Totally. Whatever. Totally. You know, and I saw somebody tried to explain it away with rules. And I'm like, well, who cares? Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't, I don't have to have a rule to explain to me why it happens. Like, you know, they were in a layer of some crazy mystic person and they cast that upon them, maybe even as a curse. Like, maybe you don't want to be an owlbear. Like, there's just so many reasons it can happen that have nothing to do with rules. Yeah, like a were-owlbear. Right? Like, I don't know, but people get, I get it. Rules are cool, but you don't, it's, it's knowing the rules and breaking them is what's fun. Yeah. So, and to me, the turning into an owlbear is like a rule of cool. You just let it happen because it's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, make give it the stats of a bear. Right. Like I don't know. Anyways, I think it's uh, there's so many adjacent things that we can chat about. You know, um, did you see the trailer for the new D and D film coming out next year with the owlbear and everything? Did you watch it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's just you could dissect that. Like when they said last year that Chris Pine was going to be in it, I was so jacked because I think he's a, he's a crazy, funny guy. He does great stuff in films. He was great as Kirk. I was so excited about that. So when they showed the trailer, I was like just drooling because it looks so fun. There's so many things, you know, other movies, other 
you know, pieces of media that you can bring into this conversation to talk about. Like, I think it's just crazy what we could do. Yeah. Oh, the, the mimic is what got me in that trailer. I was like, oh, that looks so good. Yeah, you are a mimic man. I get that. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to jump into the gelatinous cube to escape mm. the uh, the doppelganger. No, not doppelganger. The, what should I call it? It's the... Displacer Beast. Displacer Beast. Thank you. Yeah, which is kind of fun. So yeah. it'll be neat. It'll be good. Good for them. And man, what time, eh? Like, it's, it's such at oh. its peak right now. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, I mean, there's so much stuff out there about D&D. I thought... Why don't we add to it? Why don't we just be real jerks and add some more onto the pile of <laughs> immense D&D right now? Yeah. My uh, expectations for that movie are zero, though. And that's yeah, how, I try to go into all media now with that. That makes life a lot better. Like, mm. just, I don't care. Impress me when I get there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I You know, I think they know there's a lot on this, so I think they're going to probably knock it out of the park because... Like we said before, man, we've been playing this a long time and this game right now is at the height. I've never seen this many people and this much interest in Dungeons and Dragons. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They said after like Stranger Things season four or whatever is like Dungeons and Dragons is being Googled like 300 times more right now or something. It's some crazy number. Yeah. Well, that, that first episode of the first season when the kids, young kids are playing, I think it really grabbed a lot of people. And, you know, we've talked about that before, how some of that other stuff was, you know, there that have got people, things from like community, the episode in community was a big thing and mm-hmm. all big that different stuff, theory. all that stuff that built towards it. Right. But that was one of the things they said that really crystallized it in people's minds seeing, which is really the Duffer brothers just ripped off ET and they admit that like that's, yeah. they wanted to create that ET thing. Um, and that's cool, but it really grabbed people. But I think now the most recent season which I don't think you've watched it, have you? No. no. They, they, they really grab it. Like, they really, and like, you know, throwing dice, watching the dice tumbling in slow motion across the table. Like, they really sell it. And I know a lot of people have commented on that. Like, uh, I told you the other day, I was at my uh, wife's family reunion, and I put a game on there for a few people who've never played before, which was fun. But one of the people there... Um, it's her cousin's girl. She's like in grade 11 is so jacked and wanting to learn to play D&D because she saw the most recent season of Stranger Things. Oh, and cool. it just tur- turned her onto it huge. Um, and that's cool, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I know you and I in the past have talked about this too. It's hard to get your head on right about this. Like, because, you know, like I started playing in high school 40 years ago. So I have continually played D&D for 40 years. And I think... I know for myself, when it started getting really, really popular, like four or five years ago, you have to be careful not to be a dick about it and be like, well, I've been playing for 40 years. You don't even know what you're doing because, you know, it's a bit of human nature to be that kind of guy in some ways to, you know, you're proud of what you did. And someone comes up to you and says, you know, I I love D&D. It's like, oh, yeah, how long have you been playing? Oh, a couple of weeks. Well, you know, you're kind of like not saying anyone's better than anyone else, but when you've been for something for a long time, you do have a stronger feeling of hate the word ownership but of of connection to it than someone who's been playing for a couple of weeks but the thing about it is that they're playing and that's all that matters you know what i mean at the end of the day it's that you found the game you like it and you're playing that's all that matters and i know i have tried to be that way and not be that other person who's Mm -hmm. you know would you know not give somebody that that benefit like that that hey that's awesome you're playing good for you so i think it's important to do that yeah yeah you can't be a gatekeeper because when you do that like it stops people from getting in the hobby that way. And then it doesn't grow, which yep. makes it shittier for you. Yeah, it's true. It's right? so true. The more people that yep. get into it, the more like there's a million dice makers out there. Now you can get any kind of custom dice you want. Now. I bet That's you can get a 13, five years ago. I bet you can get a 13 sided die. You can. <laughs> <laughs> we joked about that. That was kind of fun. We had some other crazy names, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. But this one, yeah. it's just landed, 13-sided die. I like it. It's kind of out there. It's a little obtuse, a little different. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be cool. Um, what other things are we loosely talking about? So, I mean, we should probably even say if, if we are going to, we don't even know if we're going to keep this. We're just really testing equipment out tonight and trying it out for the first time. This may be episode zero. We don't know. That was my wife's idea, which was really cool, mm-hmm. that we should talk about what we want to do and see where that would go. Um, so it's kind of like game zero, episode zero. I like it. Yeah. Um, 
what other things were you thinking about as uh, ideas for segments of a show or, or future topics? Uh, like segments, uh, I think a good one would be overrated, underrated. Ooh, that's cool. So we do a couple like, these are things I think that are in the hobby right now that are overrated or underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's neat. Discuss them did we, and see. Did you write that down? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll have to get a, a list. Yeah. Uh, what projects are we working on right now? That's sick. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, projects that we're stoked on. Call it not sponsored. Just be like, <laughs> I just, th- I just think that this is cool that what these people are doing or whatever. We have another sponsor, by the way. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, the Pink Phone Brigade is sponsoring this. Oh, damn. <laughs> Those guys are pretty cool. Man, they're huge. I heard they're outgrowing their uh, group on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, too many people to fit into the chat room. That's, that's a yeah. tough thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what else you got? You got anything else on the list? You're, you mm-hmm. did your homework. Just uh, like 13. We got to do something with a 13-sided die. For us, we're going to have to get some of those. And then maybe... Maybe for outros, we can have like a list and then we roll and see what lands on. And that's how we got to end the show. I like that idea. That's kind of fun. Yeah, Yeah, that's really cool. I think so. I think some improv stuff would be really good for us. Yeah, I think the whole thing. I don't want to be super planny and I love like this when we're building and doing something. We just chat like I have really good memories of us doing that, especially like all over the pandemic. Um, it was really great. And that's how the game and I became really good friends. And I kind of just wanted to capture some of those silly discussions. You know, I absolutely love your, like your 10 questions or 20 questions that I'll be honest with you. I think this really solidified in my mind as I really want to do this when I did the 24 hour live stream and you hopped on and joined me for that hour or so. Um, I thought this is it. What we're doing right now is exactly <laughs> what I would like to do as a podcast. Just hanging out, talking, you know, and, and it was just awesome. And you're so good at that. And I just thought, yeah, I, I really want to do this now. And so since then, I've been very excited about getting this in motion. As you can tell, I've been pushing pretty hard on it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to work really well. And, you know, um, somebody else said to me like, well, that's going to be really cool. You, you know, wh- what's your motivation? Are you hoping to like, you know, get lots of followers and maybe try and make money out of it? I was like, not at all. Like it, if no one listens to this, I don't care. Like, I honestly just want to do it for fun. And you and I get to hang out and do this. And then uh, we get this whole, like, you know, list of these silly little talks we've had. I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. If you're one of the five people listening right now, thank you so much. Thank you. We love you. Number yeah. four, not so much, but that fifth guy is the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's It's neat. And you know what? There's something about... Um, you remember I used to do the, uh, the Friday nights, uh, the live DJ sessions where I'd spin records and do it live on Friday nights over yeah. the internet. That was a lot of fun. And people were like, really like, Hey, I, nobody else really does that. Like live music over the internet, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I got a few people, we had like 30, 30 to 45 people would listen in on Friday nights. And it was a fun thing to do. Um, and I've been really seeing people in the last, well, pretty much over, over the pandemic, just really getting back into podcasts as a medium because it, it was pretty big a while back and it seemed like it kind of, it feels like it was not so much out there. I think they, obviously they still existed, but I don't think it was so much, you know, in the psyche. And now it seems like everybody's all about podcasts. And so not wanting to do it because of that, but I just think it's a really neat medium. I've been listening to a lot over the last couple of years. And uh, I think there's just something really special about that audio element of you know, because somebody said, you guys going to videotape it all? I'm like, no. A, that's just like a ridiculous amount of space to take up on hard drives. Um, are you going to do it on Twitch and stream it? No. Like, I like the idea of there just being these podcasts and they're just these silly snippets of two silly friends talking about D&D. Yeah. More that's totally. pretty cool. I don't want to alarm you, Sean, but I just saw someone walk by your window. Now you're back one, the side one. <laughs> Seriously? You're freaking me out, man. Some, something went by there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, we do have a ghost here. No, we don't. At least not the one I know, not the one that I know of. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, I was just thinking, like, it'd be fun. Yeah, it's more improv stuff, like maybe make an NPC or make an encounter. You know, roll on a chart, and then we can kind of flesh them out. That's kind of cool. We could do that totally, hey? 
I just can't give DMs ideas on. So it's cool to just have something that you can just listen to. Yeah. You know, whatever. I would really like to kind of hit uh, DM tips, things that we do that we have found or we've been involved in that work really well that do stuff. And I, I know I've got a bunch of those I'd love to talk about. And also the player side, because I think our, you know, the audience is going to be made up of DMs, players, and people that know nothing about D&D. Uh, yeah. And I, I think it's nice to talk about topics for each one of those. So, uh, you know, things that we enjoy as a player, things that we've found really interesting as a player, uh, things that we like to do as DMs, things that we've seen our DMs do in games that we play. Like, it just, I think it'd be neat to talk about a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, because there are so many people that are new and starting out, I think because of the years that we've had playing and some of the amazing people that we've played with, there's a great amount of um, information we can, you know, share with people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally. Right. Like, I think it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it, it is truly, I, I even don't like calling it a game, you know, in a funny way. Like it's not really, it's, it's, an, ex- it's an experience. It's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. It's not really a game. And I think, and that's to me, some of the thing that out of anything about new people joining it, that's again, that's the one thing that I, that does tend to get difficult for me when people refer to it as a game and they're like yeah we play D and they played like three times like Catan or something you know like a board game yeah and and then that's it they haven't done any more than that and you know i literally have friends sent from high school that I, those guys i still play with them you know so it's like the relationships with those guys i maintain other people in high school i don't know i've seen them maybe at a reunion but this foolish little game experience has kept me connected to some friends from high school all these years later um, we always joke it's kind of like in the 50s where you'd see the, you know, the dads would get together and play poker once a week or whatever. This yeah. is kind of like our poker game. It's like we get together and get to hang out and talk and catch up and then play a bunch of D&D and have a bunch of laughs. And uh, that's really special. And so I think that's um, that's the thing I think that people need to understand that you can play it. So certainly you could you could play a three shot and you're done. But it has so much more to offer if you play it as a campaign of you know 50 or 100 games linked together as a continual story that you play over like two or three years or whatever with friends the same friends the relationships that you build with those friends and that your characters build with each other is ridiculous yeah huge yeah there's no rpg like it that's for sure there isn't there isn't although there's a, a blade runner rpg coming out that i funded on kickstarter and i'm pretty excited about oh shit yeah mm, yeah that'd be pretty cool that'd be a fun world to play in but you know I mean, that's the whole thing too like there is you know i've not played a lot of other uh i've pretty much played a lot of tons and tons of D in the 90s we played a lot of um iron crown uh merp um middle earth role playing um we played a lot of that probably about 10 or 15 years we played that um but beyond that i haven't played too many other role-playing games a little bit of cyberpunk in the 90s as well but um so I don't have a lot to add in the sense of other uh, role-playing type games. But uh, that could be something fun to talk a little bit about some of the other, you know, different areas. Yeah. But you're, got... you're playing, I was going to say, you're playing the uh, the OSR stuff too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Wizards and, or Sorcery and yeah. Wizardry. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, um, the, I'm going to have to run the Quiet Year for you one of these days. It's just like totally. another RPG. Totally. It's, it's it takes just a couple hours, like two hours, you can play a game. It's I find it's really good for it like exercises all your DM muscles. Right. So it's you're just world building and you're pulling cards and then you gotta so card will say either like someone of great importance shows up to your colony or you find something important, like what is it? And then you just have to storytell and then you draw it on a little map. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds cool. It's funny how much is out there too, right? Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh is grown. And I get it. I mean, why not? I mean, if you were a company that could make games and stuff, would you not want to be on this this you know, this wagon right now? It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and to me the one of the funniest things is that um Century Box here in Calgary, it's one of the largest, you know kind of D&D related stores in um, for sure Western Canada, maybe North America. I'm not sure. Uh, they're huge. And um, 
they've obviously branched out in so many different areas um, with some board game stuff and a library and all those things, which is smart. But they're still at their roots of you know a lot of D and D related stuff. Um, good for them all these years, and I think you know five years ago they must have been like, yes, our time has finally come. You know, yeah, yeah. That's uh, my favorite place on earth, Century Box. We're not sponsored by them, are we? Not yet. Not yet. No, we'll have to talk to them at some point. But if Century Box is one of the five people listening right now. <laughs> They're number three. Yeah, reach out to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and dude, like I remember, because they used to be here in town. There's, a, do you know, the Marta Loop area of Calgary? It's kind of south, uh, southwest Calgary, kind of down near there. Um, they used to be down in there in a little tiny building, like a, it was like a house, and they had the bottom floor of this house. And I used to go in there, and they had used to have all the old lead figures in the um, display case, and you'd pick out your figure, and then they would pull it out of the back. But they had this thing, which was really cool, was that if you could bring in figures and show them the quality of your workmanship, they would let you be, because they eventually wanted all their figures to be painted. So what they would do is you would pick a figure, paint it, bring it back to them. You'd buy it. You'd bring it back to them painted, and they'd give you double the price of it. So I would just keep doing that to build out my supply of figures. So then what I would do is I'd go in there, I'd buy two of them, paint one, give it to them, buy two, paint one, and keep going back like that. So I built up a huge collection of lead figures and a bunch of mine used to sit in there. And even at the new well, the location they're at now, which isn't new, up to about what, seven years ago, they still had some of them in an old case. I can actually see some of the figures I painted back in the 80s are still in the case. Oh, cool. But they don't have that case anymore, which is a drag. But it was kind of cool. But it was such a neat thing because, man, I was just like painted lead figures all the time and using this, you know, bring in a painted one, get two back type of thing. And I was just like totally building my own supply and, and doing figures. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. And lead figures, like let's just get this out on the table. Lead figures have souls. And the plastic minis don't. There's just something <laughs> about them. There's a magic about, to them. What about pewter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pewter too. Pewter and lead. Pewter too? Okay, yeah. good. I just thought maybe you're like a really hardcore only lead or something. Wow. Those old school maze though, you look at them, they just they have character and you can just tell that there's something there, you know? I think it was the weight as well. Like, you'd, you know what I mean? Like, because I have a box that I used to take out to our game and we'd play. And the thing weighed a ton because it was just full of lead, right? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, little tiny soft bent swords <laughs> that you could bend back into shape. Yeah. You must have a lot of lead figures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hundreds, maybe in the thousands now. Seriously. Yeah. I get, I buy lots of them all the time. I know you do, but I didn't think it was that many. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. I always, <laughs> I always tell my wife, if our house catches on fire, those are the cabinets to go for. That's where the money is. <laughs> That's <laughs> don't, the money. don't worry about the plastic minis. Those are replaceable. <laughs> the money's in lead. Yeah. All the <laughs> Ralph Arthur ones from the seventies, grab those. <laughs> they'll, and they'll melt. In yeah. The heat. <laughs> we we used to do this thing where we'd get so you're so busy and you didn't have time to paint your minis so you would um take them the lead figures and you'd paint them all black and then with steel wool you'd hit them really quickly and burnish mm. all the high points so it would turn like you hit it with steel it turns like chrome it shines and then all the black is in all of the crevices and it makes it look like this really cool like statue type feel or whatever a, lot, a number of my minis have that treatment because I didn't have time to paint them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. They're like original yeah. dry brushing. It was, man. It was totally cool. That was fun. Yeah, I think dry brushing, we should have shirts that say dry brushing changed my life. Yeah. I think that would be a sick shirt to have because once a person understands how dry brushing works, especially on, you know, a, a figure, a mini is made for it, right? Because it has all this texture be it, you know, ripples in the cloth of their robe or, you know, a leather satchel or like whatever it is. Um, by hitting it with that, you know, and for anyone who doesn't know, dry brushing is um, you start with a base coat of a solid color, say over top of a handle of a sword, and you've got the crisscrossing of the leather wrapped around it. You hit that with a dark brown and then get a super light brown and you put it on your brush and you go back and forth across the paper as much as you can to get as much paint off. So there's, it doesn't even feel like there's any paint on your brush. And then you just dust it back and forth across the grains of that handle. It still picks up the light color and the contrast between the light and the dark color is ridiculous. looks amazing. 
hair is the looks so cool when you do it with hair. Uh, and there you go, Bob's your uncle. You got this beautiful looking mini. That's dry brushing. When you learn that technique, your world explodes. Yeah, it's a definitely it's a level up when you start mini painting. Right, right. Now, of course, that also goes over to uh, terrain building. So all, yeah. almost every well, everything I build in terrain, if it's painted, is done with you know dry brushing for sure. And because I'm an old school dog, a lot of my stuff is I, I do some washes, but I'm way more of a dry brusher than a wash person. Um, and I probably shouldn't say that on, on air, but I just did. So those five people know now. Yeah. And I, I, I'm definitely more of a dry brusher now, but I, I definitely was a, more of a washer in the beginning. You're loving those contrast paints, eh? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Just, that's a whole other level. I just I have too I many minis. I can't. I got paint yeah. them. <laughs> yeah well that's right it's right and that's the thing the contrast gives you speed right picks up all the high points and it looks yeah, great I, i'll have to get some try it out um i've also cheated over the years and i got heavy into um pre-painted minis and i love painted minis for big bad guys and obviously my players will all paint their own minis or have one of the other ones someone else in the group painted for them but when it just came to like generic bad guys, it was really great just to have a whole bunch of pre-painted plastic minis that look half decent. I could pull them out and throw them on the table. That was a game changer for me. Like I started um, either buying the boxes of random ones and fingers crossed hope for something good, or yeah. I would go onto websites that had already gathered up those and were you know off selling them and try and find sales and that kind of stuff. And I bought quite a few pre-painted minis. It just saved so much time. Uh, yeah. Again, probably shouldn't admit that, but I did that, and and I still stand by it. <laughs> yeah, I probably buy more pre-painted than unpainted now. Yeah, it's just I uh, I'm not a gambler in real life. Like I don't enjoy it really, but yeah. I love gambling for those D and D minis. The yeah, the boxes where you know you have a yeah, certain yeah. chance to get a rare one or whatever. And yeah, like yeah. we'll uh, me and other DMs will split on bricks of those. Like a yeah. brick of bricks, so you get four of them. So there's, I don't remember, like 140 minis or something. Totally. That's cool. I watched an Adam Savage video, and he was really excited. He likes Lego, right? He was excited because they did the Muppets in Lego. And you buy these little bags, and they look really cool. And he had about six or eight of these bags. He kept them up, and it's like, Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog. He looks like four Kermit the Frogs in a row. It was awesome. <laughs> But uh, I, that's such a, a blind, buying blind product. That's such a mm -hmm. smart business move. Yeah. How do we make um, uh, a 13-sided die like a blind product? Do we, maybe uh, we just don't, we don't say anything? No, I would say that we just never title any of the episodes and just release like eight at a time. <laughs> and then like, who, know, who knows what it's going to be about. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That'd on that funny. note, I think we definitely need to release z session zero and session one at the same time. Do you? So people think, so they know that this first rubbish one, this isn't how it's going to be every time, you know? We're going to have a real show <laughs> with real stuff's going to happen. But honestly, Jim, is, gonna, is it going to be any different than this? Maybe a little. Boy, you have high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> I think those five people listening have high hopes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I've already, because I've been teasing it a little bit, I've got a lot of people already quite excited to hear us talk about nothing. Yeah. It's kind of like doing Seinfeld again, right? It was like a show about nothing. This is going to be a podcast about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's funny. You know, there's lots of really cool things. Um, well, episode one, do you have any thoughts of what we might want to talk about? Do we want to be that specific? In advance, or what are you thinking? I'm not too sure. I got some like themes we I, could do, yeah, like dungeon master tools, like you're saying, for that one to be a good one. I think there should be like a one main topic, like there's, yeah. a, you know what I mean, like a main group, main big topic we're talking about. And we can have these other little things around it, um, kind of like what we're doing now. I think would be cool to do at the towards the end of every episode. Spend like five minutes just kind of jabbering. And that's how we try and figure out what the next episode's about. Oh, yeah. I thought it might be kind of cool, right? Like, just what, because then it could also be like, what's going on? Is there something in the news? Like, you know, like we talk about the owlbear thing. Is there something in the news that we want to talk about? And that could be a way to sit and 
just discuss kind of where we're at or something that came, something that we really noticed that we thought was really cool, talk about it and say, okay. And then that way we've also teased it for people to listen to the next podcast when it comes out. Cause we kind of talk about what it will be. Yeah. That might be fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I got that. I got, I got some themes, you know, don't want to give them all away now. We don't want any other podcasts stealing our awesome ideas. Yeah. Cause you know, I think, I think the, the, what is it? The first person that signed up is another podcast. Mm-hmm. Just so trying we need to rip to be off our ideas. Yeah. hundred percent that, that they're here for that. Yeah. Copycats. I'll, I'll <laughs> message you the, I, the themes, but we'll, uh, oh, okay. We'll keep it, know. keep it on the down low. Yeah. You guys will just have to tune in if you want to hear what they are. Oh, that's funny. Oh, you know, and isn't it, um, is it September that uh, the new Prime Lord of the Rings series comes out? Is it September? Uh, I, I think it might I think be. So. I think it August might be. August or September, yet. The new so Dragonlance like, book comes out next month, too, in August. The book. And this new, the, the prequel series comes out soon, too, I think, as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's what you mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah, you yeah. meant, like, I thought you meant Martin actually was releasing a book and you're freaking me out. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, no, that's, that's cool. That's a lot of stuff there to talk about. How do you feel about the new, uh, the, the prequel that's coming out for, uh, Game of Thrones? Oh, no, I saw the Dragonlance prequel. Dude, I'm like, a, you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been a long, hot day. Um, mm-hmm. let's get back on track. Yes, the Dragonlance. That's super exciting. And I went sidetracked. I went Martin and I went uh, Game of Thrones because that's coming out too. Yeah. I had low hopes still. Like every, everything that comes out, I just try to keep my standards super low. Yeah, I think you have to. Um, but the Dragonlance, I got to admit, I'm kind of gutting. I'm amping up on my hopes. So like, I can't yeah. hold back. And I heard, because uh, I only listen to audiobooks, I don't read too many novels. And I heard that they yeah. got like a really good uh, person like reading for it. I don't know oh, who, cool. but I just heard. There's rumors on Twitter and whatnot, but they have done so much great stuff, you know, and again, a lot of people don't know that, um, you know, that, um, uh, well, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, we should give them credit where credit's due. Um, they wrote so many modules for the early days of D&D and they did so much work. Um, all the original Ravenloft stuff is theirs which I think a lot of people don't realize that the Ravenloft and Dragonlance are like joined at the hip in that sense. Like they did so much work on that. That was and, Tracy uh, and his wife. I'm pretty sure they it, did Ravenloft. It's crazy, right? Like it's stupid. And, and you think now, I think, I think Ravenloft is again, more popular now than it was back then. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everyone loves straw and it's like the biggest thing in the world. Um, but um and you're you're more knowledgeable on Dragonlance than I am, but uh, it's insane that uh, you know they played that before they wrote it. Like that was you know a, a game that they put together as their own homebrew, mm-hmm. and right, and just really loved it and realized, hey, we've got something here, and that became a a huge book series. Like it's insane. Yeah, I and I still that. get pe- yeah, I still get people that talk to me about you know now falling in love with Dragonlance, like finding it now and getting to read those books now and just loving it. It's really cool. Like it is just maintained. Yeah. I, uh, I seen a funny tweet from someone who's saying like that they're like worried about the new Dragonlance book being woke or whatever. Okay. And then Margaret Weiss replied. She was like, we've like, we were woke before woke was a thing. Like we've always been woke and you know, she's, talking about how it's like the book's about a bunch of like refugees like rising up against evil you know and and look how strong their female characters were Mm -hmm. right like incredible even down to someone like tika who was like a barmaid was so strong in character such a badass by the end right right yeah uh you know um goldberry was this amazing heartwarming person that was such a strong character you know i think their female characters were incredibly powerful and strong willed and uh they, they were not there's no fluff there at all so i mean i know that's only one part of it but in the sense of that side of thing very much of a kind of a more of a, a positive i guess feminist side of uh you know they were not 
they weren't eye candy or anything stupid like that. Like they were yeah. huge major characters of well, the story. They they were in the art, but you know they were in the art. Still. Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I imagine all those artists were probably dudes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and before some of the, one of the five people get mad, uh, you called her Goldberry. It was Gold Moon. Thank you. I was trying yeah. to pull that in, and my head. I was. I just put it out there because I thought I'm pro- I think I'm wrong, and I thought you know. But Jim will correct yeah. me. It's okay. I just didn't, I just didn't want any hate mail coming our way, you know. I knew someone <laughs> was just like Sean. Are you kidding me? Well, number three is a big Dragonlance fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know we're gonna get that. We always get that message from them about the Dragonlance stuff when we yeah. get it wrong. It's always uh, so. It's the worst. And, and I'm I, I'm bumbling on Dragonlance tonight, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Um, yeah, it's cool. You know, like we said, it's just it blows my mind the amount of stuff that's coming out. You know, like from like all we're talking about, it's just it's nuts. I just watched um, the cast of Critical Role at um, San Diego Comic Con, and they said that was the biggest audience they've ever been in front of. It was just like massive, massive wow. audience, and uh, it was about an hour long, asking them questions and hanging out and having a good time. And uh, I'm slouching a lot; like you're you're losing me on screen. <laughs> I have to sit up straight. Sorry, and. Um, yeah, it was just crazy how, you know, I mean, that's a whole world in itself, Critical Role. I mean, that's conversations easily had there because um, they're a massive player in what has become, um, you know, the world of D&D as it is right now. They were huge contributors to that. But uh, yeah, it's there's so much stuff out there right now in all these different areas. It's just fascinating. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it all. All of it, minute by minute, about everything. Yeah. Maybe not this episode. <laughs> But soon. You know, you know the one that's really surprised me though, as of recent, out of all these different things that have been coming out, I am blown away how excited people are about Spelljammer. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and Spelljammer was cool. I we didn't do a lot of it back when it came out, and you know when we were younger, um, a little bit because it was kind of neat to you know jump worlds and stuff, which is kind of cool. But um, I I'm blown away how excited people are about it. You know, this time it's really neat. Like it's it, people are really getting excited about it. Dean Space, my uh, Eberron dungeon master. He's that's his favorite campaign is Spelljammer. He's over the moon. I bet people are jacked about it. And the new um, races they're introducing are excited, really exciting to look at. There's some cool stuff in there. Yeah, I'm excited for the ships. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing all your guys' ships from uh, your Patreon. That's cool. Uh, you're you're back at work tomorrow morning, right? Uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Oh, yes, you'll be sleeping in the morning. Yeah, we're doing that live build session tomorrow. I'm going to be working on my ship in the morning. It'll be oh, kind of I fun. Get some, get some work done to it. Yeah, that's fun. And you, you get to be so silly because it's kind of a, a, a steampunky type feel at the same time. There's a lot of neat stuff you can put into it. Um, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, it's really grabbed a lot of people. I'm really surprised how excited people are about that. But I guess it makes sense, you know, flying around in space. And, and the cool thing is about getting to jump worlds. So that's through Spelljammer campaigns. You could easily visit Kryn and, and you know, and go and see Goldberry because she's a cool person. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and um, I think that's maybe the allure of it, that you you can easily jump campaign worlds and make sense out of how you can do that. Yeah you know so it's almost like it's some kind of weird transportation system that you're getting into more than anything which is kind of cool and the gets yankee or space pirates well you know it's totally cool because i was looking at some of the new characters and my introduction to D back in the day was actually through star frontiers that tsr did which was their kind of um you know science fiction space world stuff uh, which is a lot of fun and as a joke uh, a couple of years ago i did a uh, one shot uh, star frontiers old rules everything and the rules are clunky as all get out they're horrible um it takes forever to do anything but it was fun i made a whole bunch of science fiction styled spaceships and hovercraft like hover vehicles and all that stuff um and we had a fun time but um there's a creature in there called a yazarian and they're these like monkey ape looking kind of characters and below their arms they're kind of like flying squirrels where they have that um I don't know what you call I can't remember what you call that webbing that goes between the, you know, their yeah. arms and that. They have that so they can glide a little bit. They're really cool. Well, that exact creature is one of the races in Spelljammer, but a different name. But even the picture is almost identical. The original pictures from 
uh, Star Frontier. So, which oh, is a TSR, cool. pro- it's a TSR product. So, I mean, it probably was in the whole canon of what uh, you know what's owned by D and D. But it was kind of cool. So they they just didn't call them the right name. I was upset about that, but it was cool to see them. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What do they, they have? What is the one? It's called a. Is it a GIF? That's a. a is it hippo? an elephant or a hippo? Yeah, with guns. Yeah. Hippo people. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, the amount of races that there are now, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Poor DMs trying to remember all that. I think, for me, one of the the most interesting things as a DM is you play with somebody, and a DM can't know everything. That's the first start. And a DM, unless you're a player who have played a lot of characters, but I, I have DMs that have never been a player. They've only ever been DMs that I played with. And so they don't know all of elements that are tied to a class so when a player says oh i'm at like eighth level and i can do this now can you tell me about that and a dm is like no read the book because i have no idea what that's about and i think it really throws players and they don't how do you not know it's like i'm a dm i don't need to know if i have a eighth level wizard that i use as an npc i'm just going to grab exactly what i need from it i don't need to know their whole history from one level one to eight to understand you know what i mean like yeah, and it kind of throws it throws players that they don't get that a DM doesn't have this whole insane knowledge of everything. Yeah, I was thinking the opposite, where like I've had DMs, you know, they didn't know one of us could fly because they don't know that that class, that race can do that. Yeah, yeah, racer class or whatever, right? And then yeah, so okay, so there's this big cliff you have to climb up on. Like, oh, I'll fly up there. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, here, right <laughs> I, here. I can fly. Yeah. I can fly, man. That's what it says. Read the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fly breaks everything. Like, and I know as a team, I had this really cool encounter planned. It was across this really neat bridge. And of course, I built the bridge and terrain. So I had this bridge for to play on everything. It was all so awesome. And they had to get to the center of it because somebody was like taped, like taped. He was bound to it and he was bleeding out and they had to quickly get to him, whatever. And it was all this stuff. And then one player is just like, Oh, and they, I didn't realize because we leveled up and you don't always pay enough attention to find out what new things your players have gotten because they've leveled up. They're like, oh, I can fly now. So I'm just going to fly out to the, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that's my spell now. I, I can fly. Oh, great. That's awesome. That just <laughs> kind of breaks everything I was thinking we were going to do. But sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Then what that's do you part do in of the that game. situation, yeah. I, I've had DMs where they handled it not the best, like, I've had ones when they found out someone could fly and they just tell them that they feel claustrophobic in that area and don't want to fly. Yeah, that, that's, you can do that. For me, what happened is that I think in that situation is I did have them fly out there, but then they needed to make a roll to be able to untie this person. Mm-hmm. And they had really low uh, dexterity and, you know, any of the skill sets with that. So they had to, they didn't roll well on so they could get out there, but they couldn't untie the person. And they weren't able to cut them out. So eventually someone has to come out and help them anyway. And so, I mean, I, I didn't do that against them. I let them roll. And you obviously can't just go out there and release the person. The person's all tied down. So uh, it, it still created a thing. It just did really help them having that. And, uh, you know, you, you, you have to be careful because if you, pl- you have to be, if you plan something, you have to be prepared that your plans aren't going to work. Yeah. Right? Like, you have to be. And you can't be so hung up on your plans that if they don't work, you're upset about it. Because that's not how, that's not how the game works. You know, like you plan too much stuff, you're kind of a bit of a fool. You want to have stuff so the players really feel engaged because there's cool stuff happening. But if you don't, uh, you've got to be prepared for a player to bypass. Like everyone has a brain. And if you've got one brain figuring out what you think this it is from the DM side, and you've got like six players and they've got six brains they can put together, you're out, you're outgunned, man. And so someone's going to come up with the, or the group's going to come up with a cool thing that you never even would have dreamt of. Yeah. That's going to, I would, uh, I would have put ropers on the roof. <laughs> the stalag tights. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had one, it was a room, there was something, I can't even remember how it all happened, but there was like some kind of craziness environmentally in the room. And in the far corner of the room was this gem. And it was kind of like Indiana Jones floor, you had pressure plates if you stood on things. And it just all this crazy stuff I had. And they just needed to get across the room to this gem. And, um, I can't remember what it was. I don't know if they had a, somebody had a scroll or if somebody had it as a spell or whatever. But anyways, they were able to go and just like boof and remove magic from that area. 
And so once they did that, the whole room stopped being, because it was, it was all tied to the gym. And I couldn't do anything about that. So it's literally, they walked in and one of my players just cast that right on the spot. And it was done. The whole, the whole room encounter was finished. And they're like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. And they felt bad. I'm like, dude, you guys, that's incredible. Good for you. Like, yeah. don't ever apologize for doing something cool. Like, that's awesome. You know? Never punish I'll, your players for thinking outside the box. Never. No. You get them on the back end. You just screw them hard on the back end with something yeah. that, you know. But at that moment in time, you give them credit. Like, that's cool. Yeah, the gem, the gem's cursed, obviously. It might not be magical. It might not be magical anymore, but it's still cursed. It's cursed, and I'm going to curse you to the end of the earth with that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really, really cool. What else have we got, man? Are there anything else we're going to talk about? That's all I got on this end for. Okay, I think we've actually been talking already. Believe it or not, for about 47 minutes, I think. So I think we're in that podcast realm that podcast zone we're good five right? to ten minutes of solid content yeah i can probably edit this down to like <laughs> three minutes <laughs> oh my word yeah. oh cool yeah. yeah yeah i actually i i'm hoping that I, my goal is to actually edit nothing right i think uh you know uh maybe optimize the uh the sound a little but i actually just want it to be if it's bad, it's bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's if it's not there, man, it's not there. And that's just how it rolls. I'm down for that, yeah. You know? It's got to be real. It's got to be life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I thought this, this this is good. This is exciting. This is a... Okay, so we got a lot of things we talked about. We've got uh, other things to kind of plan on. But I think we've got a general consensus. This is a good test. Yeah. The format seems to work. Do we want to try an intro? Or like an outro. What do you What do you thinking? I don't know. One <laughs> of us One of us should do the intro, and one of us do the outro. Or I don't know. I think we may be a little more professional on that. Why, why don't we? Um, yeah, I think that's maybe outside of this because we, we're going to live with that one. So yeah, why don't we give some thought to that of what we're going to say and put that in? And we'll do that. We'll We'll do that one a little more professionally. Yeah. Record those, but yeah, I think we need to have like a you know. You're listening to the D&D gods. No, that's too much. I, I went too high on that one. to the 13-sided die podcast. <laughs> Sorry, you've rolled 13 on the 13-sided die. Prepare yourselves. Greetings, adventurer. Come with me to the 13-sided die podcast. Learn. <laughs> right this way. <laughs> yeah, we'll oh, think of awesome. something. <laughs> this is going to be so bad. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I'm excited. But we got a good logo. Oh, good yeah, name and a good logo. The logo's killer. Yeah, and the name? Good. Yeah, we're, we're, so we're done. Doesn't oh, matter what else we have. Two pretty faces that no one can see. <laughs> well, we didn't get that either, my friends. So we don't have a lot. We got a logo. <laughs> Crazy. Well, yeah, that's cool. And uh, I'll finish up looking into some of the podcast hosting because by the time you hear this well it's almost like time traveling by the time you hear this it is it has been hosted yeah for them for them wow can you guys hey, can, if anyone has a time machine can you send us the how it does and what we did yeah. so we can just don't have to research or, or whether we should do it or not because if it sucks <laughs> yeah right they can tell us now and then we don't have to do it yeah <laughs> that's a good uh, idea Okay, nothing's showing up, so... Let's check the comments. Yeah, so, I mean, it's good. I haven't got no message from the future, so... That's right. What, isn't that... What, what, I can't remember the TV show or movie that is where they say that and say, like, if I figure out how to time travel, I'll come here right now and tell myself I know how to do it. And they don't turn up, and they're really upset that they don't yeah. turn up, because it means they never figured it out. <laughs> That's just so sad. <laughs> it's like you can, like, eradicate your whole rest of your life by doing that. I'll yeah. never figure it out because I never came to this moment. Damn. Oh, well. Yeah, but maybe you wouldn't have figured it out if you did go back to that moment. Right? A whole vortex. That'll be the podcast that we do on time travel paradoxes. Time travel is the coolest thing to add to uh, D&D games. I'm, I'm very bad about adding that to my games. I love doing it. <laughs> it fr freaks out your players. It's so much fun. Yeah. All right, buddy. Um, I think we had a good successful test here. Yeah. 
So five listeners, it'll get better. Promise. Don't I don't hopefully. promise. I don't say so hopefully. <laughs> but we'll probably have a bit more of a refined discussion. We won't be so all over the place like we were tonight. Yeah. You agree with that? Do you think we'll be more refined or no? Definitely. I think I hope so. Yeah. We'll pick a topic mm-hmm. and, t- and talk about that topic and then have some of the different segments we talked about. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to write it down so I can see yep. it so I don't yep. get too far off track. And we can have little sound bites introducing those segments. Definitely. Like that weird echo thing we had. We'll just have that as an effect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I think we're, we're good then, right? We're going to sign off? Yeah. All right. Well, buddy, this is, um, this is the beginning of a beautiful adventure. And uh, thank you so much for being here with me. I'm so excited. I can't. This is just this great partnership. I'm so excited about it. And yeah, uh, we got lo- lots to say. Can't wait. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Jim. Do we even introduce ourselves? No, I thought that we were going to do that at the beginning or at the end. And, and then I thought we were going to do an introduction at the end and then edit it to be at the beginning. <laughs> we should just leave it at the end. I, I'm Sean uh, and uh, our Norminis on Instagram, if any of you are Instagramites. And this is my good friend. I'm uh, Epic Jim at Epic Jim on Instagram. And I love go. D&D and fantasy. That would probably be good at the beginning of this. <laughs> yeah. We're so good at this. We have this nailed. Yeah. No, I, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it at the end. That's good. I, we're going to keep it here. So if any of you five out there listening to this, um, welcome. You just got to meet us. Uh, this probably should have been at the beginning, but that's okay. It, you know what? We did it now, so it blends into episode one. Yeah. Yeah, this right? is ep- yeah, this is session zero. So that's right. That's right. So then Perfect. episode one, you're listening to this, you go right into episode one. Now you've met us. Now you're good. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Let's call it there then. And uh, I'll see you in episode one. Take care, buddy. All right. Bye. Well done, you. You've made it to the end of episode zero. You are a bold adventure to be sure. Thanks for listening to us ramble. We promise it'll only get better from here. 13 Sided Die has been brought to you by Sean and Jim. Executive produced by Sean and Jim. Engineered by Sean and Jim. Conceptualized by Sean and Jim. Thought about by Sean and Jim. Please subscribe to our podcast to be notified of new episodes. And don't forget to tell your friends about the silly fools talking about D&D.